Welcome everyone to the first show of the Clippers Clippity Clip Podcast. I am your host, Z to the O, Zumoto Rain. A little bit about myself, I'm a huge fan of the Clippers since 1992 while living in Chicago. If you really want to know why, well, I'm a huge fan of the Chicago Cubs, the lovable losers, and both teams have the same colors, red, white, and blue, and both are similar to, well, losing. Another reason why is because Los Angeles is the only city that have two teams in the NBA. Even though Donald Sterling illegally moved the Clippers from San Diego to Los Angeles, and you can Wikipedia that later, I always loved the underdog. Sure, the Lakers have the banners, gold and purple, and many great legends that retired their jerseys up in the rafters, but me personally is about the lovable losers trying to win it all and prove the world it can happen. So let's get started, shall we? Let's start with Kawhi Leonard. San Antonio Spurs coach Greg Popovich traveled Tuesday to Southern California and met with Kawhi Leonard. For weeks, Popovich has been working to set up a meeting with Leonard to discuss the issues that have fractured the franchise relationship with the All-NBA forward and caused him to make a public in the media his desire to be traded. Leonard wants a trade to Los Angeles, preferably the Lakers, over the Clippers. He has privately maintained that he no longer wants to play in San Antonio and will eventually alert rival teams considering trades for him that his intentions is to sign in Los Angeles when he can become a free agent in 2019. The Spurs are unlikely to be motivated and facilitate a deal to the Lakers. Leonard, a two-time first-team All-NBA player, can become an unrestricted free agent in 2019. He is eligible to sign a five-year, $219 million super maximum contract with the Spurs this summer. Leonard had told Confidence that he did not want to sit down with Popovich and he has been purposely difficult to the Spurs to reach recently. Among the issues, Leonard is angry over what he believes was the Spurs' mishandling of his quad injury and he remained irritated with the public comments from teammate Tony Parker and Popovich that he felt were not supportive of him. The Spurs' official priority has been to try to talk with Leonard to work through the issues, league source said that has been communicated to those teams seeking trade talks, although the Spurs have encouraged some rival teams executive calling about Leonard to present an offer if they so choose. So far, the Spurs have been largely reluctant to give teams guidance on the players or packages that would interest them in trades. Well, in my opinion, Leonard isn't going anywhere unless something wild happens later on in the draft. I don't see him in the Clippers jersey. Clippers most likely have to give up Danilo Gallinari, Patrick Beverly, the 12 and 13 pick. And will DJ take a cut if this were to happen? Honestly, that all depends on the king himself, LeBron James. Maybe James will say, okay, I'll play with the Clippers since they picked up Leonard and DJ is most likely to stay. This is just a shot that even I doubt if it were to happen because I only mentioned Gallo and Beverly not knowing who else might be on the trade and the picks. Here's some local news from Inglewood. Inglewood cites Clippers organization. A group of Inglewood residents filed a lawsuit Tuesday allegedly the city violated the state laws by entering into the exclusive negotiation agreement to develop public land 
for the Los Angeles Clippers new stadium. This is the second lawsuit filed in the past three months against the city of Inglewood related to the Clippers postponed stadium. In March, the owner of the Inglewood Forum filed a lawsuit against the city of Inglewood and its mayor, James T. Buss, allegedly that they held secret negotiation with the Clippers about building a new arena to the Forum and the site of the Los Angeles Rams' future home. Tuesday's lawsuit was filed by the community group Uplift Inglewood Coalition, allegedly that the city violated the Surplus Land Act, which requires a public agency to give first priority to affordable housing when selling public land. The proposed site of the Clippers Arena is on 15 acres of city-owned property, which had been leased by the Forum and overflow parking since 2011. The latest lawsuit argues that the land should have been made available for affordable housing development before it was offered to the as over 80% of Inglewood populations qualified for some of the subsidized housing. We don't know why they continue to push in the face of such strong residential opposition, said Dr. D. Artanganen Scroza a local resident school board member and member of Uplifting Inglewood, it doesn't make any sense to us to expect that they're facing a 17 million budget deficit as a result of financial mismanagement and they're probably trying to figure out a way to shore up the city's finance utilizing these projects. This month, a new state assembly member, Sidney Kemlinger, Dove introduced a bill that would fast-track the development for the Clippers Arena, allowing it to bypass state environmental laws. Well, it sucks for the housing development, and I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be really, really honest with you. The Clippers need their own identity. And I think the best way um, to show what the Clippers are they have to be the villain. They have to be the villain of Los Angeles. I mean, they came from San Diego, and I said it right here that you know, I, I'm just gonna say it straight up. You you could either enjoy the the Clippers, you could embrace the Clippers, or you could hate the Clippers. And this is the identity that the Clippers need right now. I mean, the Clippers went six out of seven to the playoffs. You know, they brought home, they brought the income at home over there as the Staples Center and so for the loyal fans of the Clippers um, it's time to find a new place a new home and if it isn't in Inglewood you know it has to be someplace else um, it sucks you know I, I know that, that these these lawsuits are a pain in the butt but um, money talks so we'll see what happens and now why LeBron would pick the Clippers? James and the Clippers front office consultant Jerry West have developed a connection over the years. Built on the back of their experience of all-time greats, James even calls West the godfather. So if James is dead set on making Los Angeles his next professional home, then the Clippers could present themselves as a better alternative to the Lakers, LA's other team squad has made the playoffs six out of the past seven seasons and just left up Lou Williams to a reasonable contract extension. Of course, Lou might have to give up his favorite number, I kind of doubt that, if James come, you know, came into town. 
Now, how the Clippers will make this work? Well, if DeAndre Jordan, Austin Rivers, and Wesley Johnson all declined their player option and LA let them all walk away, the Clippers could get in the neighborhood of having enough cap space to sign James outright. However, with a financial crunch of teams with cap space this summer, Rivers and Johnson are likely to opt into their contracts. Of course, in that scenario, the Clippers also lose the teammate James would be most interested in playing with in Jordan. A better option might be to work out a trade with the Cavs, likely sending um, Gallo, his 21.6 million salary, to Cleveland, along with other players and picks. However, as with the Houston scenario, Cavs ownership is not willing to take on significant luxury tax penalties. This time in the case of Gallinari and the remaining 40 million is on his contract, as I said earlier before about Leonard, all this has to happen to even think of having the king in the Clippers jersey. There's too much to do and too little time to do it. But you never know, the NBA is crazy sometimes, so clippity clip fans, be patient, I know I am. Now, let's talk about jerseys. All right, people. So me personally, I love the Clippers jersey. I love the blue, I love the retro blue, I love the black, of course. What I wanna see on these away jerseys is to represent the city of Los Angeles. I always said this numerous of times, the away jersey should always represent the city. I'm so glad that he finally got rid of that horrendous red jersey once and for all. All I want is the city name to represent and there would be no more problems. Just put Los Angeles on those away jerseys. That's it. Now, a few weeks ago, I read on ESPN about the Clips move up. Now, the Clip move up is basically the Clippers go get Chandler Parsons, the number four pick, and the number 32 second pick. The Grizzlies will get Danilo Gallinari, the 12 and 13 pick. Now, Memphis might possess one of the worst contracts in the league, and almost exclusively because of health. With the Grizzlies signed Parsons to a four-year, $94 million deal in 2016, he was supposed to be the shooting wing creator long missing of buttress of Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol. In Guile, the Grizzlies get to roll the dice a second time and said, and said wing creator in the Conley Gasol era while shaving three million off their payroll to slide back eight spots in the pickup for second lottery. The Clippers get a potential foundation piece in Donick or Ma or Bamba to build on the ashes of Lob City. For the price of the modest payroll increase and losses of the second pick, the second lottery pick might be the sticking point though. As Parson is unlikely to be healthier than Gallo, and of course LA sites should remain focused on acquiring Kawhi Leonard, the disgruntled final MVP in San Antonio, as its chief prior is its the main priority. <sighs> Yeah, uh, no, hell. 
I tweeted on Clippers Nation and anything to do with the Clippers organization that we need to get rid of these pre-existing injuries. Me personally, I would trade Gallo and Beverly because of their past injuries, their past nagging injuries. And the numbers show it. I mean, how many games have these two individuals have missed in every year out of every season? I was overjoyed when they got rid of Blake Griffin. He's a tremendous athlete, great person, but being sidelined year after year, nagging injuries, it hurts an organization. People have to understand that these players are an investment and they're also an employee. So when they traded Blake, I was happy. And when CP3 was gone, I was thrilled as well because it's not because CP3 isn't a great player, but the nagging injuries cost the Clippers to advance in the playoffs. And well, look what happened in the semifinals when the Rockets um, faced the Warriors. And again, that quad injury, that nagging injury that CP3 has, you know, he got re-injured. And now for my final segment of the show, my thoughts. Every year when the playoff comes around, we often read some Twitter's comments or Facebook memes and maybe some announcer mentioning a certain player that used to be in the Clippers organization, giving them praises. Hey, this guy is, you know, he played here and now look at him, he's a champion, he got rings, he proved the ATC, yet despite those guys leaving the Clippers to join a superpower team to win it all means they couldn't do it with the Clippers. I for once would love to see a player committed with the Clippers organization and finally have a retired jersey as a member of the Clippers organization. I hope in the future it will be Chris Paul or DeAndre Jordan. Um, I hope that their jerseys will be up in the rafters as a Clipper. If not, if they win championships someplace else, well, you kind of know that that's where they're most likely going to retire. The reason why I mentioned Chris Paul, well, he broke some impressive records as being a Clipper, and obviously DeAndre Jordan started with the number nine, and he changed it to number six, and obviously he's a real good player, a real good defender. And so, you know, there's a lot of great names that, that was with the Clippers organization, you know, McAdoo, Walton, Ron Harper, Danny Manning, Mark Jackson, Doc Rivers, Brent Berry, Sean Livingston, Nick Young, among others that were good with the Clippers, that became great with other teams, and the jerseys are up in the skies for those other organizations. So, please guys, stop praising them. That's all for today. Thank you for tuning in in Clippers Clippity Clip Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for the draft. I will tell you my reaction. And if you have any questions, please Twitter at Clippers Clippity Clip. Or search Zoom on the Thank you. Clippity Clippity Clip.